0: Hello. Hello. Is this the Open Books Podcast? It is. You're listening to Open Books, a show about bookstores by people in bookstores. I'm your host, Charlotte Colaluga. And in this episode, I got to talk to my boss, bookstore owner Joanne Berg. We talk about how and why one might start a bookstore, where our name, Mystery to Me, comes from, and what exactly the place of a bookstore is in its community. But first, where are we? Well, your map app will tell you that we're at 1863 Monroe Street in Madison, Wisconsin, but that doesn't really mean anything, It doesn't really tell you anything about the neighborhood or the people in it, and the thing about a bookstore is that it matters where it is. So if you ask a local, we're the bookstore across the street from Trader Joe's. We're Kitty Corner from the record shop and outdoor retailers, we're right between the pharmacy and that cafe music venue. We're up the street from Camp Randall, home of Badger football. We're on that same street as that brick oven pizza place, that wine bar, that brew bar, that branch of the public library, those galleries and fine art and decor stores, that kitchen goods store, that Belgian place with the awesome fries, that frame shop. You get the point. We're part of an ecosystem. But how did we get here? And what does it mean that we are here? (laughs) All right. First, I want to know, can you remember your first ever bookstore experience?
1: Hmm, I don't think it's my first ever, but I remember the first bookstore that I fell in love in, with bookstores. Okay. So I grew up in the Appleton, Wisconsin area, mm-hmm. and there was a bookstore on College Avenue called Conkey's Bookstore, and it was the bookstore for, I think it was for Lawrence University. You, when you walked in, there were these creaky wooden floors and just bookshelves. I just love the smell. I mean, I remember. And my mother would drop me off at the bookstore so I could just be in the bookstore. I usually just went for the Nancy Drew books at that time.
0: (laughs) You also divulged to me huge mistake that you used to play library as a child. (laughs) Can you tell me about the game library? Well, I'm not sure I ever coined it,
1: A library game. I just had books that I wanted to make sure I got back. So I created um, little three by five cards and Mm -hmm. like library cards. And I would make my friends sign out the books. (laughs) They borrowed books from me. So you kept the card. So you had a record of who had the I had, had a books. record of who had the card, yeah. Now, how
0: mm-hmm. extensive was this book collection, the library, as it were?
1: I don't know. I had a nice shelf of young <laughs> adult and middle school kind of books. I had. Mm-hmm. I think I had every Nancy Drew book, of course. Sure. But, um, Thanks, Conkeys. And Trixie Belden was another one, but she wasn't as much of a favorite. Mm-hmm.
0: So you've always been a bookstore enthusiast since mm-hmm. Conkey's and the days of Nancy Drew. Mm-hmm. When, would you say, did you start to have an idea you wanted to own a bookstore? And furthermore, when did that idea turn into a plan? Um, you know, it's one of those
1: things where it was kind of um, something in my soul, if that doesn't sound too weird, that I would go into a bookstore and I, I felt like I looked at it differently. I looked at it more as a how would I rearrange this bookstore or I would really watch the people interact with the um, the people behind the counter and how that worked. And um, so I I don't know, I have had this sort of fascination with retail. So when the big box bookstores kind of came in and Borders sort of took over. I pretty much assumed that I would never own a bookstore because I, I did. And I remember talking to a friend of mine about it, saying, you know, I, I still have this sort of feeling about wanting to do retail. And I'd been in higher education my entire life, so why retail? I have no idea, but it just was there. And um, so we talked about what else would I want to sell. And I couldn't be a clothing person. And I couldn't be just a gadget person. So I just pretty much decided that I couldn't do it. There was talk of a bed and breakfast. There was talk of um, a small brewery. There, w- Yeah, we did. We talked about all that.
0: My jaw's on the floor. Books
1: and brew, don't you think?
0: Oh, okay. So you did. I didn't know that you thought about that it was retail, the thing that you wanted to be involved in. When I
1: was um, working at the university, I did an executive MBA program Mm -hmm. and I really learned about a lot about retail and the accounting systems and anybody who takes accounting might think why in the world would you ever want to do that? (laughs) Um, Believe me, it's not accounting that I (laughs) I fell in in love with retail about. It was an important thing because I talked to a lot of people who had tried retail or had started businesses and um, were successful and others who started them who were not and it was like one of those kernels of Mm -hmm. ideas. So things just kind of grew. Um, until I was working at the university and really realized that I, had to, I should retire. I wasn't having fun anymore. And I always used to tell people, if you're not having fun at your job, then go find something else to do. And I could retire because I had been at the university long enough. And I was reading the paper one day and um, I saw that this bookstore, Booked for Murder, was going out of business. I looked at it, and I looked at it again, and I cut it out of the paper, and I stuck it in my pocket, and I carried it around with me all day. Just the little piece of newspaper. <laughs> you didn't do anything with no, it? No, and so that day, I walked home from from work, Jeez. and I got in my car, and I drove over to Book for Murder. And I sat in the parking lot for a really long time, and then I went in, and I kind of stalked the place. (laughs) (laughs) And I just kind of walked around and it it was not the bookstore that I would want to have. Um, You
0: stalked a bookstore called Booked for Murder? I did. I did. Oh God!
1: (laughs) And so there was a very nice gentleman working in there. He told me all about the store and how it worked and um, then connected me with the owner of the store. And So when my first stalking experience happened, it was March.
0: (laughs) Stalking of Book for Murder, not that you were stalked.
1: No, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Between March and June 15th of that year, I retired. I um, bought a bookstore. I found a space to move the bookstore to. I... Moved all the inventory and opened June 15th. Did you have any employees? I had um, Tom, who was the gentleman at the store. He mm. said he would come and work with me. Mm. And
0: so it was just me and Tom. What I now know from working in the bookstore is that it's not just the people who work here. Everybody's families are <laughs> pretty involved mm-hmm. in to varying degrees. But opening a bookstore must have been a big conversation and a, if it has been a long term dream of yours mm-hmm. but Sue is here all the time doing <laughs> various <laughs> carpentry <tasks>. <laughs> work <laughs> so she was on board from the start or was there a powerpoint you had to show her first
1: no no <laughs> um, in fact um, it, I am the kind of person who would say I really need to think about this I, I really don't know if I can do it I would have a lot of self doubt About it. And so when I carried that piece of paper around in my pocket, and then I went home and I told her about it, I'll never forget her looking at me and saying, What's the worst that can happen? And I was like, Okay. So I did a lot of self talk, and then she said to me, Do you want to be 80 years old and look back on your life and regret that you never opened your bookstore? And I said, No. She is, I call her the logistics queen, so, True. so we had all, we bought all the bookcases from Book for Murder and she measured every inch of these bookcases and the floor and then we, she cut out little pieces of paper, little cardboard pieces of paper and then we taped them to um, a gridded piece of flip chart paper we did the whole grid thing and we moved those little pieces of cardboard around every which way this is what we ended up with I wanted this event space where we are sitting right now Mm -hmm. and I wanted some cozy places but I also know that I needed lines of sight Mm -hmm. so I could always see the various places of the store so yeah she she was really the architect of this place.
0: How do you go from just having mystery inventory to being a general bookstore?
1: Once I got started I realized really really quickly that the neighborhood wanted a general bookstore Mm -hmm. and so I thought I would start first with children's books and so I started adding a small children's section so where the children's section is now was actually there were two rooms instead of one smaller room and they had been dressing rooms that's how <laughs> small they were the the place where we are now was had been a fitness center so there were great big gym lights in it and there were, there was orange carpeting on the floor and um it was really in bad shape the walls were dirty white yeah we did a lot in that oh, short look. period of yeah. time So then I applied for a James Patterson grant and received some money to buy uh, my starting inventory and to create a children's area. And so that's what I did. I knocked down the wall and we painted and um, got some starting inventory. And now it's just an incredible part of our store. Then I really started to keep track of what people were special ordering so that way i could curate and i could order appropriately i had one shelf one shelf of literary fiction and then i hired jane she was pretty much born in a bookstore (laughs) and um she walked right out of a book she walked right out of a book jane is a character in a book wow that would be fun um So I knew of Jane and knew Jane. She didn't really know me, but I knew her as a bookseller at Borders. Did you stalk her I as did, well? not stalk her. <laughs> <laughs> did not stalk her. Did not stalk her. But her partner worked for my wife at the university, and so we sort of knew of each other. And I called her and asked her if she knew of anyone who would be interested in being a manager for me and helping me out and because she knew everybody in the book world at that time borders had closed and she was working at a library she knows books I mean and she (laughs) just I mean we started getting you know publisher rep visits and she just took it on and that's why we have this very carefully curated but great fiction section we had one shelf of science fiction and fantasy, and now you know we do not.
0: We have a whole case, <laughs> we sure do.
1: Yeah, but as I got people to you know, come into the store, because sometimes I'd hear people out on the sidewalk saying, I don't read mystery, so I'm not going in there. And I just would take a deep breath, and it was summertime, the door was open, I would walk out and say, hey, we have more than mystery in here, come on in and talk with us. How is
0: the reality of it different than what you expected?
1: I would say um, most days the reality is more than I ever possibly could have dreamed it could be. One of the things that I just thought a bookstore should be was a place for people to gather mm-hmm. and and find each other in this place. And I remember being at bookstores and I would... Um, You know, run into a neighbor or an old friend, or I would see that happening, and I wanted that to happen in my store. And I don't think I'll ever forget being behind the counter and and seeing these two friends meet that hadn't been that hadn't seen each other for a long time, and they met again in my bookstore, and they were just they just had so much fun being here, and then they looked at books together and they talked about books and. It was just everything I wanted my my bookstore to be. Um, so that's the really good part. The hard part is the behind the scenes um, stuff with you know accounting again comes up. <laughs> you know just you know the just the trivial things that aren't really trivial. It's mm-hmm. keeping the bills paid. Um, it's you know if the computer system's not working right, it's fixing that. So it's that kind of stuff that's not so fun, but if you pay attention to the details, the rest of it falls into place and and I think I'm pretty good at paying attention to the details.
0: <laughs> Something I really love about our store is that every piece of furniture in here was hand selected from a fire sale <laughs> oh. <laughs> or well from actual purveyors of furniture, but mm-hmm. every piece is really lovingly assembled. There's no cuz there's no like You can't go to Ikea and get a bookstore starter kit.
1: You you probably can, but um, (laughs) that's not who we are.
0: No. You take such personal care of your store. What is your vision of what it becomes in the next five years, let's say?
1: Well, I think that um, it can just become more of what it is to um, more people. You know, people really like us. They like us being here. They like us being a part of the community, um, during the holiday season, I can't tell you. I don't. You probably heard it too, but all of the uh, people who would come in and just say thank you for being here. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm so. Are you doing okay? They. A lot of people want to know if we're doing okay because they hear, <laughs> they hear about bookstores and they hear about the place online that shall not be named, and um, you know they just want to make sure that we're doing okay, and um, you know that's that's part of being in the community um, they care about us.
0: Are we doing okay?
1: We're doing okay, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have an event manager now. Did you know that? She's cool, <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's
0: just bright young thing. She is. Needs a haircut. Getting a haircut. Yeah. Luckily, but... this not visual, so they don't have <laughs> not, to see you. <laughs> not a visual medium, thank God. What do you want people to know that is that they may not know about a small business, and particularly an independent bookstore?
1: That's a big question because I think that the feeling that one gets when walks when they walk into a store like Mystery to me is different for everyone. Mm. So we're always engaging with customers sort of on their level. It's they don't all like to read the same thing, um, and so we have to really engage with them to find out what they do like to read. And mm. and I like to surprise them and order books that they might not know. They would like, because I thought about them when I was ordering the books it's a It's a respite for people um when President Trump was elected, it was a sad day for a lot of people um, in this particular neighborhood, and they would they came in and they said, "I just want to be in a space that's that's nice and safe and um it feels good to be here." Mm-hmm. You know that was important to me to be that
0: space. This episode of Open Books was recorded at Mystery to Me in Madison, Wisconsin. You can find us online at on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on our website, mysterytomebooks.com. If you know someone who loves bookstores as much as we do, tell them about our show. Nothing beats word of mouth. It also helps us spread the love of bookstores if you write, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Open Books is produced by me, Charlotte Colaluca, and I want to say thanks again to Joanne Berg for joining me on this episode. And of course, no episode of the show would be complete without 15 seconds of Jane, so here she is to play us out. And you're on. 15. Go ahead. Short stories. Who likes them? I do. And usually I read big books. But if you want to learn about a new author, short stories are a great way to do it. There is an, a great book by Lydia Millet, "Fight No More." She's got a new hardcover coming out in May. There's Alice Adams. There's Ten Year Stretch. The Girl on the Lake. That's Come it. You're on. done. Okay, 15 seconds of Jane is over. <laughs>